Welcome to the Practical Research Parenting Podcast. Here's your host, Nicole Weeks. Hello, I'm so excited to share this series of podcasts with you. I'm very grateful to have had the opportunity to interview Dr. Cole Whittingham. Cole is a Senior Research Fellow at the University of Queensland Child Health Research Centre. I first heard of Dr. Cole Whittingham from a paper on the possum sleep intervention, a new approach that Cole and colleagues have developed. I covered this paper in one of my earlier posts that I'll link to in the show notes. I've been looking forward to hearing updates. I've since come across Coa's website, Parenting from the Heart, at www.coawittingham.com and discovered that Coa is also an expert in applying ACT, which stands for Acceptance and Commitment Therapy. Over the next four podcast episodes, we're going to learn from Dr. Coa Whittingham about applying ACT to parenting, with a particular focus on dealing with anger the transition to parenting and how ACT can help, which is the topic of Coa's book, Becoming Mum. And finally, we'll learn more about the possum sleep intervention. Here is the first podcast on dealing with parental anger. Hello, Coa. Hi, Nicole. How are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Um, So hello and welcome to the Practical Research Parenting Podcast. Sorry about my voice today. (laughs) Thank you so much for your time. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for the invitation. It's great to get the opportunity to speak to you. Um, So first of all, could you tell us a bit about yourself and your research? Okay, sure. So um, so I'm a psychologist um, and I'm also a research fellow at the University of Queensland. And my research basically covers three big uh, research interests that I have. So the first is parenting. The second is neurodevelopmental disability, so autism spectrum disorder, um, cerebral palsy, acquired brain injury, that kind of thing. And the third is acceptance and commitment therapy. And a lot of research actually ends up um, being at the crossover of, you know, two or even all three of these research interests. Right. Okay. Yeah, very interesting. I've heard that often... Um, autism spectrum disorders can come with sleep problems. Is that what you mean by that yes. crossover? Um, sure. I, I actually haven't um, looked at that particular crossover, yeah. but, yes, absolutely, sleep problems are very common in um, many of the neurodevelopmental disabilities. Mm. Yeah. So how long have you been studying this sort of thing and in what sort of context? Um, so my uh, PhD itself was um, on parenting with neurodevelopmental disabilities. Mm. So that was with autism spectrum disorders. And during my PhD was when I also received clinical training. So mm. it was quite early on in clinical training I became really interested in commitment therapy. Um, and I started doing research within acceptance and commitment therapy not long after finishing um, finishing my PhD. Um, so it's, yeah, quite, quite a while, a while now. Yeah. 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 Okay. Sounds very interesting. So have you mainly been, um, doing sort of academic research? Have you been doing intervention studies? Have you been working with parents as well? Mm. A lot of my research is quite clinical. So, um, um, a number of my studies are intervention studies. I've, um, I've done a number of, of randomised control trials so far, and I do do a lot of, have done a lot of research working um, with parents, qualitative studies with parents, trying to understand how um, how parents think and feel, and and what um, what perspectives they can offer. Right. Okay. Awesome. 
Okay, so I'd like to start by asking you about acceptance commitment therapy or ACT. Um, I just did a course on it and I can see great potential um, and you've been applying it to parenting for a while. So what is it and how can it help with parenting? Sure. Well, acceptance and commitment therapy or ACT is a third wave, so-called third wave cognitive behavioural therapy or CBT. So if you haven't heard of ACT, you probably have heard of CBT because it's um, the big psychological therapy uh, that's out there. If you've seen a psychologist, there's a really good chance you've, you've encountered some kind of CBT. And it's one of the third waves, as in, you know, CBT is an evidence-based tradition. It's a, it's a family of therapies and things are always changing and being updated with the evidence. And ACT is one of the newest um, ways of doing CBT that's kind of updated with the, with the latest evidence. Mm. The real emphasis in ACT is on a psychological flexibility. So that's kind of the, the goal of ACT. So psychological flexibility is being able to either change or persist in your behaviour um, with full awareness of what's going on around you, of your context and what's going on inside you in the service of doing something that you really value, that's important to you. Mm, that's a good summary. Absolutely. Now, mm. the reason I think it applies so much to parenting is, of course, that's, that's really what you need to, to do parenting well. You know, parenting matters to us, but it's being able to have um, that ability to either change what we're doing or persist with full awareness of what's going around us and inside us to do that thing that really, really matters to us. Mm. So there's a lot of evidence-based parenting approaches um, out there that are actually incredibly helpful. Um, but what's already out there very much takes a skills deficit approach. So it's very much about um, identifying um, the skills of parenting and then mm. upskilling, getting, you know, upskilled on them. And where a particular parent, you know, needs to get some extra skills, that's, of course, absolutely fantastic and makes a, a big difference. Mm. But it's not always a problem of a skills deficit. Yes. So you don't always, you know, yell at your child because you have in your head the idea that yelling is a great way to change their behavior. You know, sometimes that's mm. the case or, or you don't know of an alternative. Yeah. Sometimes that's the case. But a lot of the time it's, it's for other reasons as well. It's mm. that psychological flexibility um, that, that isn't quite there in that moment. Yeah, so. it's that you get consumed by your emotions. At the exactly, time. exactly. Mm. So this is why I think ACT is so relevant to parenting and why I think it, it fits really nicely with then all the other, um, you know, parenting approaches that are already out there as a, you know, as an, act, an extra add-on as well. Yeah. And ACT in itself is a skill too, isn't it? Mm, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, a topic I'm particularly interested in at the moment is anger management for parents. Um, mm. I often feel angry at my kids. I'm trying to avoid yelling. Um May I ask you a personal question? Absolutely. Have you ever felt angry at your child? Absolutely. Yes, <laughs> of course, of course. Right. Yeah. yeah. So is anger in parenting common? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would say it's universal. It would be, um, it would be a very strange person indeed who could parent a child in, a, in an actually involved way where they were there day after day for their child for years and, and not feel anger. In mm. fact, there would be probably something wrong with that person if that <laughs> was the case. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay, great. So anger at kids is very normal and we don't need to be feeling guilty about that or anything like that. Absolutely not. Okay, um, that's good. And so what sort of problems can it cause, this anger? Mm. and? Mm. Well, I think the problems that it causes all come from when um, we're actually ending up parenting out of anger. Mm. So when the anger ends up driving what we're doing and what we're saying, not... Mm you know, what we're actually wanting to do or say and what we're actually the kind of parent we want to be. That's where the problems start. Mm. Um, you know, and there's lots of problems that can then be coming from that. Um, one would be that we could have expectations of our child that aren't particularly realistic or um, interpreting the child's behaviour in a way that's quite, you know, that's not very generous to the child and mm. that, that, um, that you know, that the sort of suggests that the child's doing something to be manipulative or or um, or to, to deliberately be nasty. Um, we could act in ways like we could, we might yell, you know, hitting, smacking, those kinds of behaviours might be done out of anger. Um, we also just might choose um, to handle any kind of misbehaviour in a way that's really quite harsh. Mm. So it might be that we still steer away from things that might in some ways be more obviously what we personally don't want to choose to do. Mm. Like we might be clear in our mind that we don't want to hit or to yell, but we might still choose um, a consequence that is actually a little harsh. Mm. It's a bit too ex- a bit too extreme, and so it's not really. Um, it's likely to breed anger in our child, and also not work particularly well in terms mm. of changing their behaviour. Yeah. So, ACT would um, would teach that the emotion of anger itself isn't the problem. It's when you act in that anger rather than acting from your values. It's when you get consumed by that anger. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah that it becomes a problem. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So can you give us some examples of using ACT for ma- anger management um, when your kids are pushing all your buttons? Sure. Well, there's a number of ways that ACT is relevant. Um, so the first the first one um, might be that um, within ACT there's a lot of emphasis on um, what's sometimes called mindfulness, mm. which just means being able to be psychologically present in the here and now. Yeah. So we human beings have, have this incredible skill <laughs> of being physically present and then being psychologically somewhere else, being psychologically in an imagined future or a remembered past. Yeah. Um, and this incredible skill <laughs> and leads to mm-hmm. some, some wonderful things that our species can do. But we can also be sort of sort of stuck there and not in the here and now Mm. um being able to keep yourself physically present in the here and now is actually um a really useful skill for for a number of things but it it can be really helpful in terms of anger as well so you know one example might be you know your child might be doing something that you know kind of does push your buttons and it's the kind of behavior that children do do a bit so you know whinging or something Mm. and if you can keep yourself in the here and now dealing with this particular time when they're whinging Mm. not um 
not being, you know, consumed by your your memory of those other times mm. that they whinged as well or not, you know, imagining some, you know, disaster that might happen because they're being whingy or mm. then then it's much easier to just deal with that here and now situation and not to 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 have that that anger get um get get greater and greater. Mm. I guess um, that would also prevent you from sort of seeing your child as a whiner or sort of mm. making that behaviour feel like a constant trait or... Exactly. Mm. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, another way is um, ACT also places a lot of emphasis on what it calls, um, is called diffusion. Mm. So being able to basically see your thoughts as being thoughts, not getting stuck in them or consumed, mm. consumed by them and see, not getting into a state where you're seeing the world through the haze of your own thoughts. Mm. So that means that you might have an angry thought about your child um, that that pops up into your head. Mm. And instead of either kind of buying into that thought, so you might have the thought of, oh, you know, she's she's doing this deliberately to ruin my day. Yeah. And, and instead of either buying into that thought and, and, and acting as if it were the literal truth that, mm. you know, a young child is, is, has a deliberate plan of ruining your day mm. or alternatively flicking into guilt and thinking, oh, gosh, I just thought that about my child who's only three. Mm. What a horrible thing to think and I must be a horrible parent for that to have even occurred to me. Mm. You can just recognise that, you know, thoughts are just thoughts. You're... Your your brain is a is a problem solving machine that's here for millions of years of evolution. That you know that's that's what it's trying to do. It's just there, churning away, trying to give you some sort of useful solution. And sometimes it provides something that's helpful, and sometimes mm. it provides something that's that's just junk. And you don't you don't have to buy into it as the literal truth, and you don't have to feel guilty about occasional thoughts like that that pop into your head either yeah so just like the anger is a natural feeling these thoughts are also very common and very natural exactly absolutely absolutely yeah and they don't um, define us and they don't define even our attitude towards our child no not at all not not at all so your your attitude towards your child is more what you what's chosen is the stance you choose to take towards your child whereas your thoughts that pop into your head from time to time many of your thoughts are not chosen you know they they come in because of your 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 learning history through and through you know what we've got the kind of brains we have from millions of years of evolution you know the brains are danger detection devices mm. they're trying to really hard to look for all the negative stuff around you so that nothing bad happens to you yeah. um and then you have your own learning history which you you know you didn't control that either so um none of that's a reflection of yeah of who you really are and who you're choosing to be yeah um, yeah yeah, so when you focus in the here and now, you're likely to be feeling a lot of that anger, mm. noticing a lot of those um, thoughts and trying to make sure that they are just thoughts and you're not getting caught up in them or yes. fighting with them or accepting, like, as in buying into them. Yes. Um, is there anything else that you can be doing in that here and now when you're trying to deal with this anger? 
Well, I think the the other thing is 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 the actual acceptance um, of the emotion itself. Mm. So being able to be so it, I talked about being psychologically present in the here and now, but there's also being present with that uh, emotional state. Mm. And then an emotion like anger, you know, it doesn't feel particularly pleasant. No. But there's being able to sit with that as it, as it is in in your body, has the actual physical sensation of it. Mm. And if you can make a bit of peace um, with that and a bit of space for that, mm-hmm. it kind of gives you some control back mm-hmm. because really a lot of the time when we act out of anger, um, in a sense what we're trying to do is to get rid of that feeling nice and quickly, mm-hmm. you know, to discharge the feeling. But if we can make peace with sitting with the feeling, it means we can choose our actions based on what we're actually wanting to do. Okay, so we give it a sp- Give it space. So this doesn't get rid of the anger. The anger will still be there. No, it doesn't. I mean, mm. in in practice, there actually are times where this does get rid of the anger, to be honest. So yeah. you find when you put this into practice, sometimes the anger does. The moment you make room for it, the anger can, can evaporate at times. Mm. Um, or it might get get smaller or reduced, but it des- definitely won't do that all the time. Mm. There will be times where it won't get rid of the anger at all, and that's really not the goal in ACT. Mm. So the goal in ACT is not to feel better. It's not to, to, to feel happy and good all the time. Mm. It's rather to live really well, to live the life that you want to live. Yeah, and be the person you want to be despite the anger and whatever you're feeling. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Um, so for all the parents out there who are trying to yell less, me included, um, what steps would you suggest? Hmm. So I would suggest, um, some kind of mindfulness, mindfulness practice. So practicing Mm -hmm. that skill of psychological presence in the here and now in situations where you're not angry. (laughs) So Trying to, to tap into that when you're already angry is, of course, a harder way of, of doing it. Mm. So, so you don't, um, so you don't learn to ride a bicycle by doing it in a really difficult situation. You know, a mountainous terrain. Mm. And a, you know, you start with the with the easy the easy step with the bike with yep. the trainer wheels. So you want to practice up that skill a little bit, and then you'll be able to draw on it. And when when you're angry. Same for acceptance of emotions and acceptance of emotions practice that you can then draw on when you're when you're angry mm. and um, and diffusion practices. So trying some different diffusion techniques from ACT, so that then you can you can put them um, into practice as well. Okay, great. And could you give us an example of a diffusion tactic? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so some really simple ones would be just to. Um, Preface the thought with something like, I am thinking that. So mm-hmm. um, that example I gave earlier, now what was it you you, you thought? Um, yeah, I'm thinking think- that my child's purposefully trying preface- to ruin my day. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Or you can even preface it with, I am noticing that. I am thinking that my child is deliberately trying to ruin my day. Mm-hmm. And often just adding that, I am thinking that, you then get a little bit of distance and you can recognize, okay, that's that's just a thought. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, you know, saying it in a, in a funny voice can also help for some people mm. or, um, or talking back to your mind. So um, 
you can even say, oh, yeah, thank you, mine. Thanks for pointing that out. Yeah, right. <laughs> that, that's helpful. Thanks for that. Yep. Um, yeah. That can that can be helpful as well. Um, another one might be to just um, think of your mind as like a, like a radio playing in the background. So... Um, so uh, the, the the thoughts just you know a radio there you, you don't have to pay attention to it you don't have to do what it says yeah. the thing with all these diffusion techniques is there's not there's not um, some work for some people um, and and not for others so the point is if you do it and you feel that bit of separation and you get a little bit of distance and you can really see it that okay that's just a thought then yeah. that diffusion technique works well for you and so keep practicing with that one. Yeah. So a good physical example might actually be that I I can hear a bit of the traffic noise in the background when I'm speaking to you, but obviously I'm not listening to the traffic noise, I'm listening to you. So that that traffic noise is there, I'm hearing it, but Mm -hmm. I'm not paying it much mind. It's just I'm letting it go past. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So I guess it's sort of similar with ACT. The, The cars in the background are sort of like the thoughts. Mm-hmm. And what we're focusing on is the values and who we want to be acting as. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah wonderful. Um, so I've noticed that anger often sneaks up on me um, and I don't realise that I'm angry until I'm acting angrily. Mm. Um, so how can we learn to predict and prepare for anger? Yeah. Well, see, I think this is where having um, regular you know, acceptance of emotions, mindfulness type practices can really help because I think that's about tuning in to your emotions mm. more on, and on a moment-by-moment, day-to-day level. Yeah. And then when you've tuned in more, then you can start to put together more, uh, you know, more patterns and you'll get sort of more warnings. Like I yeah. think often what can happen is we sort of those lower-grade um, unpleasant or negative emotions at that level we can kind of just sort of tune them out we mm. can just sort of ignore them and shuffle them to the side and and, and get on with our day and that mm. kind of works fairly well mm. um, and then we can get into the habit of doing that a fair bit but when we do that a fair bit um, you know we m- miss the smaller waves of emotion and then when the big one comes you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's a wipeout. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it, it takes us out yeah. um, and, and we're drowning in it. Mm. Whereas if you can see this, the smaller ones coming and you know that's your emotional state, mm. then you can choose to act in such a way that you're not going to get wiped out by the big wave as it comes. So mm. the second then bit of that is, is that once you tune into that, what you can do, and I, I do this all the time, mm. is I lower the bar on those tough days. You do not have to keep jumping to that really high standard. It's absolutely um, crucial self-care to know when to lower the bar. So on a day where I'm feeling quite stressed, I I know for myself if I'm I'm stressed, um, then it's much easier for me to get to feel angry with my child. If I'm not stressed, um, if I'm in quite a happy um, frame of mind overall, um, it's very easy to be extremely patient and not get angry. But it, when I'm stressed, it's, it's I have a much shorter fuse. fuse. So if I know I'm like that, I'm just not going to put myself 
in a difficult parenting situation. Mm. I, I avoid them on those days. I deliberately <laughs> structure our days so that um, so that that's that's just not going to. I'm not going to put myself in that vulnerable position. Yeah, right. So if you see those smaller waves coming, yeah, you might cross a few things off your to do list and go, okay, Absolutely. not today. Exactly. I'm not going to go, oh, okay, so today's the day to take, you know, my daughter out to the shops and try and get this, this and this. That You know, I, I won't, yeah, I won't do that. Absolutely not. I'll, I'll, I'll change how I'm doing things um, to, to make it a little, a little bit easier. Yeah, okay. That's actually really relieving to have such a physical step that you can take if you see those waves coming because I was sort of Absolutely. more going on the emotional side of stealing myself for the big wave but yeah actually putting physical things in place such that you're not 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 worn so thin and yeah, it's a really good approach absolutely and i think a lot of parents nowadays don't realize that you know they have permission to do that i think there's a, there's a lot of pressure on parents nowadays to really be incredible and you know incredible parents there's yeah. a lot of pressure in general i think to for on our generation um yeah. not just in parenting but in in general to just you know succeed in life in so many ways and to just never need a moment of of, of rest um and i think our generation can fall into the trap of not realizing you know, you're you're a human being it, it is actually okay to lower the bar on certain days you know and even like as a parent that you know that it, it's okay that you know, on a certain day, if yeah. you're feeling really stressed, if this has been a really hard week for you to, you know, it's much better to say, okay, let's have a, a Disney movie marathon and I'll put on some popcorn and we'll all, you know, just sit in the lounge and watch Disney movies and yeah. everyone continues to have a nice happy day and you don't yell or smack. Mm. That's much better than just to keep yourself to know we've got this rigid routine and, and children must do this and this and, and, and I must achieve these goals as a parent every day and, you know, much better to lower the bar. Yeah, yeah, that's a, it's an amazing change of mindset because I think you go from um, working without kids and where your to-do list is so important and you yeah. sort of, well, I did at least sort of measure my days on how much I produced or how productive I was. <laughs> Absolutely. And, yeah, once you're a parent, you can no longer measure it in the same way. No, <laughs> no, absolutely not. It's the quality of those relationships, which is going to matter for a much longer time than those to-do lists anyway. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. If people want to learn more about you and your work, where, where can they go? So the easiest um, place to go is just to go to my, my website. Mm -hmm. So um, it's just my, my full name. So it's www.coawittingham.com. Great. And I'll include a link to that in the show Fantastic. notes. Fantastic. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, wonderful. So that was the first part of this episode, talking about anger management for parents. I split it in half uh, so that they didn't get too long. So please do tune in next week for more great advice on anger management for parents. For the show notes, including all the links we mentioned, please go to www.practicalresearchparenting.com forward slash COA1. That's K-O-A-1.